Welcome aboard the BK Escape Pod. That's right, it's the augmented and bionic podcast version of the live show. You can hear us Saturdays from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. Eastern on 100.3 FM and AM 1450 WBHF Radio. You can stream the show live there Saturdays at WBHFradio.org or on the free TuneIn app. Look out, here we go. This program has been rated PG. Parental guidance is suggested. It will be presented in its entirety. Stand by to receive our transmission. Oh, I've got to fix the chair here somewhere. Somehow the, the broadcast chair has sunk down to uh, incredibly low levels. I'm like, uh, I'm, like a, I'm like an Ewok here in the, in the studio. Let me pull this. Ah, come on. Oh, this is like boy. Yeah, I felt like I was like uh, looking under the <laughs> under the hood of a car or something there. I go, hey, it's BK on the air here on AM 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF. I should adjust stuff like that before I actually turn that broadcast, hit that button for live broadcast. But i got to make sure everything's right. The microphone is close by and the chair's fixed where I don't feel like a munchkin from munchkin land. It's time to give you some great, nostalgic, retro, geeky talk, like we do every Saturday from 10 a.m. till noon. Uh, if you can't hear locally, you can stream us on the website, wbhfradio.org, or download the free TuneIn or Radio Garden apps for that phone or that mobile device you happen to have, and you can use those apps to listen to us anywhere you want, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, seven days a week. Except when we play the uh, the Atlanta Braves, so you can't hear us on the streaming on Atlanta Braves because the rules do not apply to that. You know, it's fine to listen on the radio. For some reason, we can't stream it for reasons that I can't get into. So we got a lot to talk about today, including uh, two premieres on Marvel this week, two, two streaming shows. If I can just get my stuff here. Jeez, I should do this before I get on the air. Get all the stack here so I'll know what I'm talking about. Two Marvel streaming shows premiered this week. We'll talk about it. Uh, Alan is uh, somewhere. I think he's. Uh, I think he was up late, too late last night running the board here at WBHL. They had a late sports night last night. I think they ran to about 2 in the morning or something like that. I don't know how late it was. But he's. Uh, I think he's back brewing him either a cup of coffee or throwing some water in his face or uh, sp- uh, using, uh, I think he's hooking the battery cables up to his car and he's grabbing them while he's in a puddle of water out in the parking lot. And it's and kind of jolt himself awake there because uh, he was a late night. Was it a late night for you last night? It was a long day. Running the long day and late night, right? It was a long day. Wow, yeah. But no, I'm, I, you know... When you love what you do. Yeah, that's right, because you know that there's Saturdays that I've came in where I'm like, I didn't go to bed till 3.30 in the morning. And I, but for some reason, when I get here and do what you love, and then but the minute noon rolls around and I leave, I'm like, oh, I feel kind of tired. I was just about to tell you that I'm probably going to take one of the commercial breaks and try to get ahead of the news. I'm looking gonna forward. Get here. I'm going to get home. Like, I just need to stay awake long enough to get to my bed. Do you have a nap with your name on it today, probably? I think I have a 30-minute window of opportunity to kind of check for light leaks in my lids. 
Right. And it, and, it, and it, with you, do you do mean a, a window of opportunity? Because sometimes you want to go home and take a nap, and it doesn't always work out for you that way, does it? Um, when yeah, you're going to take a nap. You call like, that every day. Uh, <laughs> how come a nap for me is not priority, but when you take a nap, it's a priority. Don't mess with you when right. you're taking a nap. That, that happened there to you, too? There does seem to be that duplicity <laughs> in my own household, my domicile. Thank goodness every time we've checked our eyelids for cracks, we've never found any. So far, I'm good. And and, and Mrs. BK has but told me. You know me, what? I like to do a thorough job. It's going to take me a while. Right. She's Yeah, because you want to do it right. I want to do it right. She, she's told me numerous times, man, sometimes you snore and it sounds like not a freight train. It sounds like three freight trains <laughs> going by with, with guys on the front of the train revving the buzz saws, the, 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 the Husqvarna, the real good buzz saws, you know, the, 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 the saws. And I'm like, I'm like, funny, I stayed awake all night and I never heard myself snore once. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's so funny. I, I'm, I must have good blood still right now. My wife says, I beat on you to stop snoring. Oh, I stop. beat on you. She's like, I'm having to like stop and stop. And she goes, I keep thinking you're going to wake up with bruises. And so far, no evidence of the attack. And, and the beat on thing, you know, how come like, some people can do it up. and we can't do that? You know, it's like if I happen to just wake her up oh. in case there's a problem, oh, it's like, oh, no, no sir. If I hear the buzz saw I on the other side of the bed, I just have that. to deal with it. <laughs> the very idea of interrupting somebody else. Where's Alan? He's not in today. Well, he uh, he he won't be coming in today because he just won't be coming in. He's, he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. <laughs> the rest of his life. Okay. Well, you know what's funny? I, I before you came back in the studio, I was talking about how there was two premieres. Actually, I can't believe how closely they premiered. I mean, the I Am Groot uh, streaming series. There are sh- there are shorts from Marvel Studios on Disney Plus. Started streaming, I think about a week. Was it a week ago or so? And then uh, She Hulk Attorney at Law started streaming this week. I think mm. on Thursday night Thursday. at midnight or something like that. That's pretty close for two shows to premiere all of a sudden. Uh, I've seen both of them. You've seen one of them. And let's just say I don't want to do it right now because it's going to be you're going to take one of those you're going to take one of those <gasps> deep breaths when you review it today, like you did earlier on your show today, and tell everybody what you thought. So I'm going I'm to have to just let you. It's like a it's like a wind wind up toy. It's like what Don Rickles used to say about Robin Williams. Yeah, I went to see Robin Williams last night. You know, w- w- what'd you guys talk about? He's like, well, I don't know. He goes, Robin Williams was wound up. I just let him go. He goes, you know, you have to wait for Robin to get it all out. <laughs> Robin Williams, then he's then he's quietens down. That's how you're going to do your She-Hulk review, I think, today. So we'll do that when we come back from a break. And I did see it as well. We got that to talk about today. Uh, I may have a quiz for you to take today. Uh, there was a cool MeTV quiz. If we have time, we know about those quizzes if we, oh, when we get to it. Is that the shark one? No, oh. not the shark. No, I can't redo that one because I've already done it. And that was a Fox News quiz. It was like a, a, a quiz about sharks. I think he would have been done well on it. I gave you some of the sample ones, mm-hmm. and you got them right. So uh, uh, it's a MeTV quiz about, is was this from the 60s or the 70s? Oh, I'm going to be so And bad. it's actually, it, I, I got fooled on a couple of them, and I couldn't remember okay. a couple of them, but it was actually a pretty good so quiz. So you got I think, fooled. No, I think you'll do better. <laughs> now, when you've said that the last few times, you've done better than you than you thought you would, I thought. So you always you always start with doom and gloom first. Then you then you, you know, like, when on. you set the bar low, then, it makes you look brilliant <laughs> when you tell everybody i'm the greatest alan, at this alan, and you fail alan boy we're gonna do a quiz day which fisher price toy did you have just a, it's a yes or no question oh i don't know i mean i do well not, at that one i don't know it's been a long time <laughs> speaking of that i did have a few as a kid do you remember the one that you rolled across the floor and it had the little balls like popcorn in it yeah. and it would pop yeah i had that one it had it like with a little blue handle right. on it i had the little, little fisher wheels, like price uh, i had the a parking garage fishing price thing 
with it had the the cars and the little yeah. people, and it had the, the little, little ele- elevator, the with, elevator? The, with the yes. bell that rung. I had that mm-hmm. one, had and that. we had the uh, Did you have the farm. We had the farm. Oh, oh, we yeah. opened the door, and the, the little spring was like a. <laughs> I played with that thing over and over. I think I broke it playing with it. I so still much, have my classic. Uh, my friend had my friend had the the Ferris wheel. Do you remember the, you cranked the Ferris wheel the Ferris up and wheel. it played no. and you put them in there and it went around? It was I didn't pretty have big. The Ferris wheel. Fisher Price. It was really some. Cool Did you have stuff. a little frog on the little air thing? No, no, I didn't have that. No, I didn't a have yellow that tube no. and with a little plunger on the I end. And I do remember it, it though. It forced air and it, and it would make them hop. I I didn't have that. That was cool though. I was I was like three years old. <laughs> Fisher like, Price. Eh, 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 eh. Did you have the uh, the GAF? We'll talk about this before we go to break. Did you have the GA? Uh, I think it was the um, was Fisher Price made the little uh, the movie viewers. You slipped it into the movie thing and cranked it and yep. watched the movies. Yeah, you hit the little yellow cartridges that would fit yeah, in there. And they those had, like, three little. I mean, those were VCRs back before we oh, had anything, I had and they were silent. Yep. I had the Sesame Street one. I had the Mickey Mouse visiting, visiting the haunted house, and the ghosts were getting them and yep. stuff. I had that one. That was great. And I would. I'd run it. You could run it backwards. I'd run it backwards, and I would go a frame at a time and to watch we, him come. We, like, we learned about film early by I doing that. I didn't realize that. I was learning. It was yes. really fun. And without a light source, you couldn't see it. Right. You oh, yeah. You your own light source. Toward the light. It's me, like Gilmer. We'll talk about that. Oh, my goodness. We're going to talk about She-Hulk. I don't even know if I want to do this or not, because <laughs> Alan didn't like it very much. So we'll get into that. And a director, a very profound director died. We'll talk about him and a lot of other stories coming up. It's VK on the air. We'll return after these messages. Fisher Price gives your little fireman a chance to run our Play Family Fire Station. Out rush the firefighters speeding to the rescue. There they go doing very brave things. Hooray! <laughs> You'll have to jump. Back to the fire station, safe and sound, and feeling very proud. The Fire Station by Fisher Price. Hello, I'm William Shatner, here to talk to you about training for a better career through ICS. If you've wondered just how home study training works, well, it's no secret. Here's what happens. Once you enroll in an ICS course, you'll receive training shipments that come right to your doorstep. Each package has specific projects for you to complete. The projects are designed to simulate real-world situations. They're fun, with easy-to-follow instructions. Plus, you get all the equipment and supplies you need for hands-on experience. When you've completed your project, you take an open book exam that tests real understanding rather than just how much you can memorize. You mail in your exam, and in just a few days, it'll be graded and sent back, often with comments from your instructor. Then the next project is shipped to you, and so it goes, until you've completed your training and received your ICS diploma or degree. You'll feel confident because you'll join the over 10 million other men and women who have received accredited ICS training. Call now to get your free personalized career pack on the course you're most interested in. If you've been thinking about training for a new career, don't put off getting your free ICS career pack any longer. Call for it right now. Finally, a robot to stop ladies from squeezing Charmin. Don't squeeze Charmin. Don't squeeze Charmin. Charmin's doubly fluffy, doubly irresistible. Don't squeeze. Squeeze, Charmin. Squeeze, Charmin. Squeeze, right. Charmin made the ordinary way might not get squeezed, but Charmin's doubly fluffy. It's so squeezably soft. It's doubly irresistible. Don't squeeze, Charmin. Don't squeeze.
back. It's BK on the air here on the air 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF. I'll apologize about the Golden Ridge of TV. We do have uh, Pat McCormick with the Golden Ridge of TV, but we're having a, a computer glitch problem, which is not allowing us to play it, and we'll have to fix that. Uh, and But he'll be back with the Golden Ridge of TV next week. Pat McCormick. Check him out on all of his social media. Golden Rage of TV, especially his YouTube channel. It's a he's a great addition to the show, and he takes care of a lot of stuff from classic uh, television that we love. And also a great guitar player too, by the way. Check out his Phenomenal. guitar. Phenomenal. Uh, when he does a guitar, he does his own version of TV show themes, his, which is amazing. You realize he mixes all those different layers himself. Yeah, he does, and, and, he, and not only is he a guitarist, but he's a producer and a, and a mixer too. Mm-hmm. About all of that all, stuff. All the guitar work is all him. I love that stuff. Oh, I did it again. I I teased two two or three stories last week, and, and I apologize for this, but I sometimes I don't get around to it. I teased some stories last week that I did put on Facebook, but I didn't talk about them live, and I wanted to talk about them because we were jam-packed last week. We were cut short by the Braves coming on. Plus, we had the fantastic Dave Sundstrom of The Good Stuff, his YouTube right. channel, uh, and we had him for two segments, which is a great interview, and uh, we will have Dave back on uh, again because he's a great, nostalgic brother of mine, and uh, it was a great segment. But I do want to... Some of the stories that I didn't get to last week. Now, one of them comes from Space.com. This is, and I don't know, Alan, if you heard about this. The U.S. Space Force tests robot dogs to patrol Cape Canaveral. Have we have we reached the future, or That's have we not? Cool. This is pretty cool. Now, mankind's new best friend is coming to the U.S. Space Force. Until Skype, until, uh, what's it called? Until uh, it becomes self-aware. Skynet. Right. Until and, it becomes self-aware, we're, anybody, we're fine. I'll, I'll say it. I'll After, say it like they do when Jurassic. All the Jurassic parks happen. I'm like, do you not remember what happened with the last park? <laughs> do you not remember? Why are you still doing this? Why are you still doing this? That was the problem I had with Jurassic World Dominion. I'm like, how can this franchise not end with them just destroying every one of the dinosaurs? That's how it's got to end. We've got to try to do that. But like, no, that, nope. that was. I had the big problem co-exist. with the ending of it. Yeah. At the, so at the end of Jurassic World Dominion, I didn't like it as much as you did. But Stacy, I leaned over to. Stacy, when we're watching it in the theater, and when the credits start to roll, I kind of leaned over into her and I went, so hundreds of thousands of people are going to die. <laughs> We've got more deaths coming up in the world because they're just going to continue to happen. It's going to never. Every year. Every year. They'll report it like a COVID report. Now, how many dinosaur attacks were there this week? <laughs> That's how it has to happen. You know, it's terrible how it ended that I way. I mean, at some point, you've unleashed this genie. What are you going to do? By the way, I also love the name of this organization. Whoever named it the U.S. Space Force, I have to give them an award because I love that name. A lot of people hate it. They're like, That's hokey. That's stupid. Why do you have it? I'm like, it's the U.S. Space Force. You can't even Wasn't say it. Trump? He I, don't, I don't know who it. did it. Whoever did it, it's great. When you say it, you can't even say it like that. You have to say it like that. It's like, it's the U.S. Space Force. You have to lower your voice a little bit. Like uh, when Spider-Man would put on, on the cartoon, he would be, hi, I'm Peter Parker, but right now I'm Spider-Man. He changes his it voice. It needs to be the same voice of the guy that goes, it's Space Ace. <laughs> On the Don Bluth animated yes. game, it was Space great. He was a great voice. Rescue the princess, Kimmy. Well, the Space Force, I love that game, by the way. That one in the Dragon's Lair. That the was harder shows, than Dragon's they were, Lair. They were quarter eaters. They ate my Dollar. money. Dollar eaters. Yeah, well, they were money eaters. They ate and ate and ate. Oh, yeah, because I would last 45 seconds and, and eat another dollar. There was no way to do any improvisation on those games, except sometimes they'd flip the scene. You have to go left sometimes when you have to go right. Maddening. That's where they trick you. 
I was like, oh, oh I recognize the patterns. Left, go? left, right, left, right. Then no, I was, I was like, like, no, no, it's right, right, it's left, right, right. backwards no! now. Well, the Space Force has conducted a demonstration using dog-like quadruped unmanned ground vehicles. The QUGVs, they call them. You know, you got to give them an acronym. QUGV. The Quugs. Quugs. For security Quugs. patrols and other repetitive tasks. The demonstration used at least two Vision 60 QUVGs, or robot dogs, they call them, built by Ghost Robotics and took place at Cape Canaveral Space Force Space Force Station on July 27th and 28th. Now, according to a statement from the Department of Defense, Space Launch Delta 45 used the robot dogs for damage assessments and patrols to save significant man hours. See, some security guys are out of a job. Isn't that how it happens? Technology but they won't sleep people. on the job. No, they won't sleep, and they won't they don't need they don't need a cup yeah. of coffee. They don't need. <laughs> They don't need uh, they benefits. Can't be, they can't be <laughs> they reasoned with. No. <laughs> or they will never, ever stop until you are dead. Until wait, these wait, rockets wrong, are protected. Wrong movie. <laughs> wait, no, wait. Could be headed that way, <laughs> though. Now, the unit is responsible for all space launch operations from K- uh, Kennedy Space Center in Cape Canaveral. Images from the demonstration show personnel uh, operating the robots with a hand controller inside a hangar. The Ghost Robotic Vision 60 can be equipped with a variety of optical and acoustic sensors, enabling them to serve as automated eyes and ears around sensitive installations such as Space Force Base. The robots can be operated either autonomously or by a human controller and can even respond to voice commands. Oh, like uh, husbands. That's great. The dog-like robots... Come here now. We're, we're used to that. The dog-like robots can also serve as miniaturized communication nodes carrying antennas for quickly uh, extended networks beyond existing infrastructure or in locations where no such infrastructure exists. The robots have been previously tested by the U.S. Air Force for perimeter defense tasks so they've tried them before, as a part of a huge test for the service's advanced battle management system. Again, the ABMS. Uh, like your show has an acronym. Oh, it's T-A-S-S. TAS. Yeah, TAS. You added the the, the at the beginning. TAS, you great. have to. Right. In 2020... We uh, are on the FCC in a, guidelines. In a, in a 2020 test, the robot dogs at Nellis Air Force Base in Nevada provided real-time strike targeting data to USAF operators. There's a little Air Force... Stuff going on there for you. Let's skip. Yeah, that's that's actually. Have you ever seen it. the video of these robot dogs? The the four legged. They the way they're like running dogs. around and moving with four and legs. How fast yeah. they move now and can oh, leap yeah. over objects and climb things. Like yeah, it's it's scary. It's it actually is. like. If I saw them running at me, I'd be like, uh-oh. <laughs> right. Now, like eight to ten years ago, I remember seeing videos of them testing them, and they'd you know, fall. They couldn't take the, – they were doing the steps, right. but they would miss it and fall. And they were learning. They were learning, and they were testing it. Did what you they see were doing. where they've, they've built in now the ability to immediately react when they're trying to be shoved over? Like they come to try to kick oh, it, really? Because it, is, is it like a radar that detects someone coming, no, like a braking like thing? It literally knows it's falling over and can compensate. Oh. and will, it, like, it like staggers. To re- so it's already it's re- falling and it corrects itself. It's exactly. It's ridiculous. Like they're shoving their feet like you're going to knock it over. And it's like it, it's, it goes sideways and comes back and never falls over. Right. Now, I wonder if those things like, have, have the type of technology that some of our vehicles have now. Like my, the, the, the SUV that I drive has uh, the, um, the smart uh, braking system where I've got a radar in the front. Mm-hmm. And if I approach a car or something and I don't brake, it's going to brake for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if they're going to put that in these robot dogs. If something's approaching them, it will react to it that you way. Could, I don't know if you could do that or not. The fact is, it was like if it got, uh, the idea was, what happens if they're on patrol and somebody just knocks them over? Can they get back up? Right. And so you don't they, want to be like a turtle or a stormtrooper. Not only can they get back up, but <laughs> they, they can, can react up. so quickly now, they don't even fall. 
Right. I know one thing. Oh. One other thing. One other thing they won't I mean, do. It's either. awesome, but like, wow. They won't stay out too late at night and can't come into work the next day because of a hangover either. That's, That's another true. thing they can't do. So, I don't mind technology coming in, but but be aware of it because people that go. Oh, technology replaced my job. I'm like, well, you know what? What's bad about it? I know that's bad for the people that it happened to, but it doesn't happen overnight. Be be cognizant of what's going on and read mm-hmm. the read the tea leaves and the writing on the wall. And if you see that you're doing something that's about to be automated or something, you might ought to start thinking about, well, I better get another job because this is not going to last long. You know the one that I love, and and I know it's going to put some people out of work, and and, and it's going to a lot of people are going to be mad, but I do love it. The last few times I've gone into whatever fast food restaurant that I need to, 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 to get something, I've gone to the automated kiosk in the lobby and ordered. I go there, order, takes 30 seconds. I take the thing up and wait on it. And usually I get mine even before the people that have been waiting, uh, every time before the people have been waiting in line to put mm-hmm. their order in. And sometimes I beat the, uh, wherever I, I always gauge it to, I'm like, should I go in the drive through The drive through's pretty long, but if I go in, I'm going to have to wait too. So when I go in and I order food and I come back out, before I go in, I look at the car that I would have been behind in drive through And when I leave, I'm like, okay, where would I have been right. if I had been in drive through I'm like, oh, I beat it. He's four cars back and I'm already out. Sometimes it doesn't always work that way. But the automated key and fast food. Hey, I'm sorry, but I'm all for that. I I'm love gonna it. I'm going to go one further. My daughters, and I do too, but I don't go to fast food, but we get the we use the apps. Oh, we the, the apps are great too? Yeah. That's in another line one. Yeah. Oh, at yeah. the Duncan in St. Augustine. I was there to get coffee. My <laughs> yeah. daughter in the back was like, you know what? I'll take care of my order. And she's back there. She's like, she goes, just tell her that there's also an order for Sophie. And so I get there finally to the, to. I'm like the next in line at the the speaker, yeah. what do you have? Like just a black coffee, medium, uh, dark roast, and there's an order that was actually uh, sent in from Sophie. Got it. Pull up to the window. And bam. I'm like, boom, boom, you boom. just submitted it 10 seconds ago. From the parking ago, lot. And her, and her order was ready. And I'm sorry it's crazy. It, might cause you not to, it might cause you to lose your job if you do that kind of thing, but I'm sorry. It's, uh, things that, there's you know, a reason there's you a, don't have blacksmiths on every corner anymore. Or bicycle repair shops on every corner or tv repairmen or tv repairmen yeah, i mean uh, there are the, few left but not things go lot. out of business things and it's technology evolves and it's not anything new that's been happening for years forever <laughs> i mean come on you know don't complain you're the only one that's about, just to be funny but it is the the one industry that saw almost overnight their job went away you finally, because I, I finally watched all the rest of Light and Magic, the oh, the, the mini series yeah. or the docu series. You saw the whole thing. Wasn't the, it great? It was very good. I loved it. The model shop, the people, like, oh, well, oh, you've still I got know. two and a half, three years, and it was like, uh, yeah, no, that. Uh, nope. Remember we told you two and a half? Yeah, no, you, we're done. You need <laughs> to either go over here or, or we're closing up. Like, uh, whoa. Phil Tippett. A talented stop motion model maker guy in the effects world, and you can tell, you know, just by watching this. I learned a lot of stuff watching this. I didn't know that he had he was a, a, a had suffered from de- and, depression and, and stuff. Yeah, uh, and had uh, OCD, not OCD, um, manic depression. Right, and he and him being told that about his career in special effects probably didn't help either. But what did he do? He switched gears and stayed in the the business. But when they when they submitted, <clears throat> when they finally did the final T Rex walk for the for the Jurassic park effects and they looked at it you can imagine he goes oh wow that's it i am out of a job look at this it, it, you're right it was almost an overnight change it is crazy uh, when they <clears> interviewed <throat> that husband and wife team that started in the model shop and she's yeah. like i realized i need to start learning how to use the computer 
and that's what you do. You, you adapt. You're, and you're already okay. You already have to be smart to do this stuff anyway. You could probably easily adapt into the next level of it, which a lot of them did. But did you see some of the effects that they, the test effects that Tippett and this team did for Jurassic Park? I mean, it was the same shots we saw in the movie, but mm-hmm. stop motion. I'm like, okay, it looks very, it looks very Ray Harryhausen. It looks right. like stop motion, like RoboCop two and stuff like that. It looks like that. And I still. I still probably had, had computer effects not came along. I probably would have liked it if it had held those effects in it because Jurassic Park was just a great film. It wasn't just the effects. It was it was a great movie. It's groundbreaking in every every aspect. But once, <laughs> once they did the T Rex, and a lot of people have redone the T Rex scenes in Jurassic Park to make them look even better. They did because a lot of people are going. We still see problems with it when it comes out at well, yeah, night. It's it being rained first. on. I'm like, I still don't see any problems with it because it's lit right. The rain and you it it's, flows. And I'm like, I don't see anything. Plus, you have the big giant T-Rex on set terrorizing everybody, the robot-controlled one, which is great. Yes, I'm glad you got to watch it because that was a great effects documentary. I enjoyed it a lot. It took them from the genesis of Star Wars all the way up past T2. To Mandalorian. And stuff. Speak out in the air. Dragon's Lair, the fantasy adventure where you become a valiant knight on a quest to rescue the fair princess from the clutches of an evil dragon. You control the actions of a daring adventurer finding his way through the castle of a dark wizard who has enchanted it with treacherous monsters and obstacles. In the mysterious caverns below the castle, your odyssey continues against the awesome forces that oppose your efforts to reach the dragon's lair. Lead on, adventurer. Your quest awaits. I made 50000 in the stock market today. I had twins. I went to the poor farm. I'm on Millionaire Acres. That's life. The game of life. The game of life. You will learn about life when you play the game of life. First you start out with 2000 then a car. I got a car. You got a car. Then you may go straight to college just to get a lot of knowledge. Harvard. Or to business if you think you'll go as far. I'll be a star. You may go far. The game of life. The game of life. Pay me. I'll get revenge. You'll get revenge. I've got revenge. You've got revenge. Milton Bradley makes the best games in the world. So play the game of life. You ain't the only one that belongs to a secret club. Your Aunt B's in one, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Aunt B? Yeah. You know what she is? She's keeper of the Sanka. What? Sanka. The coffee that's made from a whole new blend of the world's finest coffees. And at the beginning of the meeting, the president says, B. Taylor, did you remember to bring the Sanka coffee? And Aunt B says, <laughs> And the president says, B. Taylor, if you ever forget to bring new Sanka that's still 97% caffeine-free, you know what'll happen. And Aunt B says, Chris of the clock? You better know it. So she always remembers to bring Sanka so the members can drink as much as they want, anytime they want. Well, Wendy, what kind of a story is that to tell the boy? That's okay, Aunt B. I hear them stories every week. <laughs> Try new Sanka, the coffee for folks who love good coffee and plenty of it. I appreciate it, and good night. 
back to the guy who knows no limit on self-promotion. It's BK on the air. Hey, welcome back. It's BK on the air here on AM 1450 and 100.3 FM WBHF. There's a lot of things out there that happen where you're like, did that really happen? Is that true or not? Is that crazy? That's the weirdest news story I've ever heard. That's why I grab them and do this little (laughs) section that we like to call Flash in the Audience of the News, the Weird, the Strange, and the Bizarre. And you're like, did it really happen? I'm like, well, I found it on two or three different news sites, so it must have really happened, and I'll lead off. It must be true. It must be true. Not just one goofy conspiracy website. I don't use those, but uh, these are tried and true, trusted sites, especially UPI and several others that I I cross-reference, which I have the first news. A couple in Australia got quite the scare when an unwanted visitor slithered across their feet while driving. It was, oh, it's Australia, so it could be many different dangerous animals. Every one of them's ready to kill you. Even if it was a rabbit from Australia, it would be dangerous. You know, like with the rabbit with the big pointy teeth and Monty Mm -hmm. Python's holy grail. A venomous red-bellied black snake in the car. Now, I'm sure these Australians just went, oh, it's a black snake in the car. Pull over. Calm down. Calm down. Get it out. It's all right. Just and don't bother it. Like just just so used to that. it. The incident occurred along the Bruce Highway in Queensland along the country's eastern coastline. The footage of the snake came courtesy of a Facebook post from Sunshine Coast Snake Catchers, specialists who were called in to remove the 3.5-foot snake from the couple's camper van after it made the unscheduled appearance. So uh, I'd like to think that even if you're in Australia, you recognize that's poisonous. It could I kill would, me. I would have meet, immediately had become a stunt driver at that point. While the car was still doing about 55, the f- I'd have opened the door and just rolled out. And like, well, you'll lose the car. I'm like, I don't care. I got insurance on it. Let it go. <laughs> <laughs> just let the, let the snake drive it's it. It's like the meme go. of the house on fire in the background. I was like, yeah. there was a spider in there. I had to be sure. Where did you get the flamethrower, though? <laughs> you're, you're not supposed to have those things, are you? Oh. All right. I've got the next news. <laughs> I blew the house up. I blew it up in TNT. A team of spelunkers working to map a Missouri cave ended up rescuing a dog that may have been lost underground for up to two months. Did you see the story? I did not. Okay, check that. It was all over the place. Check this out. It's amazing. Rick Haley and Jerry Keene, who led the team working to map the Barome Moore Cave from the Cave Research Foundation, said they encountered the lost canine about 200 feet inside the main passage of the cave located north of Perrysville. The caving team, who were, all, who were alerted to the presence of the dog by firefighters who had been contacted by another group of cavers used a duffel bag and blankets to protect the dog during the difficult climb out of the cave. The dog, who was malnourished but uninjured, was identified as Abby, a canine that had been missing since June the 9th, meaning she might have been lost in the cave for up to two months. Haley said he found paw prints near a cave entrance in a 12-foot deep pit, indicating it was likely where Abby ended up underground. Barome uh, Moore is the second largest cave in Missouri and is believed to be uh, is believed by the Missouri Caves and Karst Conservancy to be 21 miles long. Can you believe that poor little puppy dog? I mean, Just my slipped, goodness, fell, couldn't get out, Did was it lost. Find, I guess maybe there's water down there. Oh, it was able to drink must water. Have, maybe, must have found water. It wasn't. How? How resilient is that? I just want to say, just give me the dog. I'll adopt it. I'll take That's care of it. This sounds terrible. Because uh, you and I, we know how what dog lovers we are. Have you seen Prey yet, the Predator film? No, okay. not until it comes to either Disney. You Plus, haven't seen that yet. Have I'll have to. I'll be able to talk to you about it. Uh, there's a dog in the in the film, and uh, when you watch the movie, you'll see you'll see that there's a the um, the Native American um, 
Comanche female that's in the film has uh, a dog with her. And I found out that that dog, he, and he's a great dog actor in the film. He does a great job. I found out it was it was adopted stray dog that they just got and, and put in the film, and he did, a, he did a great job. Wow. And I think that was a great story. I got the Excellent. next news. A trio of travelers broke a world record with a whirlwind trip that took them to all 50 states. Okay. How quick you think they did it, though? They went to all 50 states. How? What is the time limit you think they went to all 50 states in the United States? All 50 states. Because you got to go to Hawaii, which means you have to fly. 50 states. How Alaska, quick do you think you they did drive. it? What do you think is possible on that? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. Five days, 13 hours, and 10 minutes wow, was the record. Less than a week. They were, they were booking it. They were trucking. Now, did they have to drive well, except Peter, for Hawaii? Well, Peter McConville of Austin set out on the journey with friends Pavel Pasha Krechov and also of Austin Abdul Salah of Minneapolis. The men started their trip in Vermont and aimed to take the record from Thomas Cannon and Justin Morris, who visited all 50 states with a time of five days, 16 hours, and 20 minutes. So mm-hmm. someone actually did it uh, a little longer than that. The trio started out on their journey by car before switching to air travel for their journeys to a Alaska and Hawaii, because it had been kind of hard uh, otherwise to do it, where they were completing the trip with a final time of five days, 13 hours, and 10 minutes. Guinness World Records discontinued its record category for speedy travel in 1996 so as not to encourage speeding or reckless driving, <laughs> but McConville and his friends are now listed as speed record holders by the All 50 States Club. <laughs> there you go. How many? Can you tell me right off the bat, how many states have you been to in the U.S. total? You don't have to name them, just how many do you Driving think? through or going through, probably well, just total, yeah. 13 or 14. 13 or 14. That's so funny because I've been to 15, so we're pretty close. I mean, let's just say, I'll, I'll, I'll narrow it down. I've been to all the southeast United States, and then I went up to Michigan, mm-hmm. your home state once, which I had to travel up 75 and go through uh, Illinois to go up there. No, Ohio. Ohio. I went through yeah. Ohio to get up to Michigan, mm-hmm. and, I've, and, and then I flew. I, to... I flew to California, so that makes... 15 yeah. in all, counting all the southeast I've US. been California, Nevada. I have been to Texas. I have been to Massachusetts. I have been Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Kentucky, South Carolina, North Carolina, to, Alabama. I told him he didn't have to do it, but he's going to name them. Mississippi. I'm <laughs> yep. on 12 now. Yep. Can you remember um, the rest? And it was up through, uh, did I say Tennessee? I think so. I okay, think, if I yeah. did, then Ohio, Michigan, so New Jersey, so that's 15. See, I, keep, I keep forgetting Ohio, so I may have been to uh, I'm going to do this. Okay, I won't do this anymore now, okay. but off the top of my head, I know, know those are okay. right there, 15. And then you've, you've been to California, right? Yeah, I did. Okay, I so included flew that out there. Account, so do fly over, if I flew over a state, does that mean I've been no, there? No. Oh, come you, on. you got to drive through it. you got to so physically travel it, not so over it. Kind of like an actor. If, I, if I'm an actor now, I have to be handicapped before I can play a handicapped right. person. Yeah, Let's to, not get into that. You have to be we blind if you want to that. play a blind character. That's ridiculous. You have to be deaf well, if you want to have a deaf character. Well, that I've doesn't got, make any sense. I've got the next news. You have to be a goofball to do this radio show. Hey, I got that. I can do that. Well, at least we're qualified, but they'd I'm probably qualified. find better actors. That's right. <laughs> All right. From UPI, a pair of long-lost siblings who reunited thanks to a DNA test said they had spent years passing one another in the halls. Of a Texas hospital. See, I hear things like that had happened, and I think that's amazing. Well, Texas is a big hospital. Probably it's, it's so the biggest hospital find. in the biggest state. It's Everybody's big. big. Everything's big. Uh, Raymond Turner said he and his family moved to Fort Worth from Houston in 2015, and he took a job as a producer at Sparkfly Recording Studio, a recording studio at Cook Children's Hospital in Fort Worth, where patients can record their own music. 
Turner started his job the same year that Christina Sadbury started beginning her more her then four-year-old son Bryson to the hospital for treatments. Turner's wow. wife Maria brought him a brought him a 23andMe DNA kit for Christmas. I mean, bought him, not brought, bought him in 2021, so he could learn more about his lineage. And uh, they were surprised to find he matched with a sibling, Sadbury. Turner messaged Sadbury on the app, but her account showed she had been inactive for some time. A few days later, Maria Turner was able to get in touch with Sadbury on Facebook. Sadbury said she looked at Turner's photos on the social media network site and soon realized she had seen Turner earlier that same day playing the keyboard at the recording studio. She said the encounter stuck out to her because it was the first time she had ever seen anyone inside the studio during Bryson's appointments. The siblings said they are now enjoying getting to know one another. Do you think there's some kind of, when things like that happen, and that's not the first time we've heard something like that happening, like finding a, a family member or something Thankfully like that. Thankfully, they weren't dating. Do you think, yeah. That's, <laughs> the, that's a problem. Do you think that there's something cosmic going on there, maybe, with some of these things? Who knows? I mean, it's, it's like, so wild. some kind of bigger I don't like believing in coincidences, but, yeah. I mean, how else do you explain that? Oh, it's funny that they use 23andMe. That's the other Ancestry site that people can use. Uh, Stacy and I use the um, Ancestry.com. And it's funny how it dispels a lot of rumors about your family. They're like, uh, we've known for years that we've, uh, we came from American Indians in the United States. And I do the, I do the test, and we're like, I don't have one bit of American not Indian even, blood in not my Not even mind. an Elizabeth that's, Warren that's, amount. That's just been told to you <laughs> down the years through uh, history. It's BK on the air. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. Premiering Friday after Wonder Woman, it's the all-new Incredible Hulk. A radiation experiment has unleashed the ultimate mutation, turning David Banner into a superhuman beast whenever he becomes angered. Bill Bixby stars in The Incredible Hulk, premiering Friday at 9, 8 Central and Mountain. Bowling sure makes me hot and thirsty. This is a job for Kool-Aid. Hey, Kool-Aid! Oh, yeah, Kool-Aid's here, bringing you fun. On the run, get a big, wide, happy ear to hear Kool-Aid smile, yeah, yeah, cause the biggest smile is a Kool-Aid smile, a Kool-Aid smile, a Kool-Aid smile. Your friend's cool. My friend's Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid brand soft Love podcasts? You'll love Podcast Magazine, taking readers into the lives of today's leading podcasters and beyond the microphone of the show's fans love. Each month, Podcast Magazine's dedicated writers share personal interviews, industry happenings, exclusive categorical charts, and independent ratings and reviews of under-the-radar shows. If you listen to podcasts, subscribe now at podcastmagazine.com and grab a free lifetime subscription while you can. That's podcastmagazine.com. We just started a superhuman law division, and I want you to be the face of it. And a frustrating family. Cause we didn't ask for this, but you still gotta deal with it. Your transformations are triggered by anger and fear. Those are like the baseline of any woman just existing. Oh. Bruce, kinda feels like if I don't transform, I'm gonna die. Yes, yes, yes. No, no. Just want to be a normal, anonymous lawyer. Can you tell us where She-Hulk is? Jen, you're a story now. Girl, your ass looks crazy right now. You could be an Avenger. Oh, I'm not a superhero. 
that is for billionaires and narcissists and adult orphans for some reason. Is there anything more depressing than dating in your 30s? Yeah, this is the best date I've had in a while. Oh. Should we split some fries? Let's get those to go. There's two Marvel shows streaming right now, newer shows. One of them is I Am Groot, which if you haven't seen, it's really cute, funny, adorable. I thought I Am Groot was great. Anything you expect from Groot, if you like the little character Groot, who's you know getting a little older. This shows, uh, one of the episodes shows how he grew legs out of the pot. You know, it's just kind of filling in some of the gaps. Some of them, he is encountering some alien creatures. But I sat down, and I don't know the exact length of them. I think they're two minutes long, maybe, each one of them. And I've only seen, like, well, there's four or five of them. I can't remember. But they're only releasing one a week? They're, no, they're all available oh, okay. right now. You can binge them in six minutes, I guess. Okay. It's pretty quick. But they are pretty fast. But they're not... They're, they're well done. They tell a cute little quick story about Groot. We, we don't have to set up the character. We know who he is, so and we know how he is. And we only know he's only going to say one line. Hey, I want that job. I want Vin Diesel's job <laughs> because I see the credits, and he's always credited for doing the, the, the voice. But he's also... Which, I think, but he only he says the, one line. Isn't he the actor, though? Doesn't he do the voice? I don't, like, I don't he, like, know that he motion set? captures or not. I've never seen him on set. Does. I've never seen him on set with any behind-the-scenes shots, kind of like M- Mark Ruffalo or some of the other people like hmm. that stand in for him. I've never seen him. I need to look that up. But I'm thinking, if he is just doing the voice only, I'm like, why haven't they... They could have probably have already replaced him with a computer thing of his voice with all the sampling they have, but they haven't done that. They yeah, kept but if him it's in his there. Voice, they got to give him credit. Give it. What's what I'm saying? But I think though that he still he records the paid. line. <laughs> I, I, that's what I want. I want a job where I get Hollywood money for saying one line Worth as a character it. over and over again. Heck, I'd even love to voice ro- uh, rec- Rocket Raccoon like uh, Bradley Cooper does, <sighs> where you never have to worry about how you look. You just go in and record your lines. <laughs> and I thought it was a funny story. Tom Hanks told the story once on uh, the Graham Norton show, that British talk show. He's kind of like the the new British Johnny Carson later guy. It's a good wanna, show. It's a good show. Tom Hanks was on there once and said, here, here, here's how it goes in Disney. You're in the Disney, you're in the recording booth, and I'm recording, you know, scenes as, as, uh, as uh, the, uh, what's the cowboy's name in Toy Story? Woody. Woody, he's doing Woody's lines. <laughs> and he's like, oh my goodness, we gotta run, the, 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 we gotta run, we're gonna find out, we gotta find out what's going on, let's go guys, let's go. And you do the line, and you do it, you have to do it 50 different times to get different ways. You start to get hoarse. And you say the line, and you're and they're way back there in the booth, and you're sitting there all alone, and you're waiting, and, you're, and, you know, and you'll see them, and they're like, and they'll stop. They won't look at you after you've done the voice 50 times. They're talking to each other. They're, they're nodding. They're shaking their head. They're talking. And he goes, after about you know, 10 minutes of this, I, I kind of go, uh, hey, guys, what? what? You know, and, they're, and they'll turn the mic on and go, Oh, yeah, that was a good time. <laughs> and it's over. He's like, that's what I go through when I do it. Because they, they, I guess they forget I'm in there sometimes. You know, I love doing hearing the about them talking about when you bring these actors, especially Hollywood actors, like, okay, we need you to make a bunch of like, Oof, uh, e, uh. right. Like, what? Right. Like, right. well, yeah, because when you fall, when you gas, when you jump, when you, we need to capture all that those different noises. And it's right. Like, uh. Well, I got to tell you this. I'm looking right at you, Alan. The show only has just a little under 20 minutes left. I'm going to give you leeway to review the She-Hulk. But you gotta, you gotta, you gotta do the Reader's Digest thing. Maybe a little bit. Or we're gonna run out of time. Don't you, know, you just want to pull from hour. my previous because show I should, and just no, drop it in here? I should. I've got to have edit I just it though. Say, but I have to edit it. Yeah, you would <laughs> for time. <laughs> I really would. Or I could do the. I could do the uh, speed it up where you sound like a squirrel talking real fast. You know where to get it over. What you should do is say in a previous two, episode two, two different guys who are Marvel fans. <laughs> one me, the other Alan. 
saw the She-Hulk, and one liked it, one didn't like it as much. Why don't you go ahead and tell us about the She-Hulk in your own little Reader's Digest way, if you don't mind. My problem with She-Hulk, I get we live in an age, we wanted a good, strong female character, a standalone hero, someone we could get behind. No problem with that. I think that's awesome. My issue is in the way they went about it. The problem I had with it is here we are, this person who's all of a sudden going to turn into the Hulk is with Mark Ruffalo, who we've watched for years battling the, the quote, yep. inner demon, the fact that he had to deal with it, the destructive nature, the the uncontrol, the fight within himself. And he's trying to help her, and she's like, no, no, I got this, I got this, I got this. And you're like, you're being stupid. Then all of a sudden... Apparently not. No. She's instantaneously smart. She's instantaneously able to go up and down. She can instantaneously throw rocks better. She can do everything better than Bruce Banner over a weekend. Right. She's learned how to be a better Hulk than the Hulk. And, oh, it it drives me bananas. Which, which, uh, let me me interject every now and then. I I don't have a problem with that because everyone's physiology is different. You know, if you turned into the Hulk, you would be different. You've taken Bruce Banner down. Thunderbolt (laughs) Ross or whatever, and and that's true. In ways, she could be stronger than Bruce Banner. Who knows? But uh, Because she looks it. You had a little more problem with the She-Hulk. I I enjoyed it because I was entertained by it. I thought it was very, everything that happened was very fast in it. They're like they were rushing to try to get everything into the first episode. But I think it was a little bit better than some of the other offerings that we've had from this phase four marvel uh being you know i didn't like the inhumans very much uh i didn't enjoy um thor love and thunder very much either and and i don't think you're going to enjoy thor love and thunder when my, you see it either but chief, i did i liked it more than you did so, chief yeah. complaint is write a strong independent female character but don't do it by making everybody else act or become stupid or lesser bruce banner is literally reduced after two days of like I guess you are better than me. I didn't need the book after all. Go ahead. Go well, back home. Like this, well, it, it well, was so well, degrading to everyone around her. They had to shove everyone down least, and make them look like incompetent buffoons. That's why she's so at least, good. At least no, the, at least write the, her well. At least the vein in your temple isn't popping out like it did when you were reviewing oh. Kenobi a few weeks ago. So, yeah, so sometimes it's, we like things, sometimes we don't. I think I liked it better. I was entertained by it. Is it the best show they've ever streamed? No, it's not. The best streaming Marvel show, in my opinion, was Daredevil, and the best out of the newest ones on Disney, at least for me, is Hawkeye. I loved Hawkeye, and I loved Loki. And I loved uh, WandaVision. So, to me, my least favorite streaming show... I haven't seen all of She-Hulk yet, so I can't put it into the group yet. My least favorite streaming show from Marvel, no matter where what show it was uh, out of the new, from the new MCU universe, has been Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Hands down, That's the been worst. my least favorite show. And I was, I was I, looking forward to it being the best because it was affiliated right. with my favorite character, Captain America. I it was the weakest out of all of them. Through that one going, this is going to have to get and better, And I hope right? that the writing and whatever better. does better on the new Captain America. America movie that they're filming with um, with uh, um, the guy that's playing the Falcon, uh, Sam Wilson. Sam Wilson. Uh, the, the, the character. I think uh, Anthony Mackie. I think I hope that those writers, and I understand the same people worked on the show or doing the screenplay for the movie, I hope that they that they do better Look, than they did on putting I the, still the think show together, WandaVision so. may be the best only because of the acting range of it's the two great. actors. Yes, they had to do a I lot. I think Hawkeye, hands down, as a six episode, you can watch that as like a long movie. It's During Christmas, awesome. During Christmas, <laughs> it's a Christmas show. Now, it's yeah. awesome. I liked Loki. I liked Tom Loki was Hiddleston. Great. Which the new season of that is being uh, worked on. As we Falcon speak. and the Winter Soldier, eh. weakest. But Half of the what ifs, I was kind of like, eh. yeah. 
But and overall, so far, She-Hulk. Well, one episode. We'll, I'll keep watching it, and we'll reserve our overall review of it. Uh, till, oh, till I'll keep over. watching. Um, yeah, you, but, st- you stuck it out on Obi Wan to the end. So, yeah, uh, apparently I can put myself <laughs> through Opus Day styles but, of self-flagellation. But, I'm just going to keep beating myself but for the my sins. Best Marvel streaming show, in my opinion, to date has been Daredevil. As a stand, and, oh, absolutely. And the new Daredevil series they're working on, which is going to be, I think, an 18 episode show called Daredevil: Born Again. Really looking forward to that. And Charlie Cox is going to make an appearance in She-Hulk, so we'll see how that happens. I don't know what he's going to do because, wow, he's in nothing comedic. So I don't know how he's going to be with comedy and stuff. It's BK on this. Stay tuned. We'll talk about more and maybe have a quiz, too, when we come back with Alan and BK. We will return after these messages. Radio Shack has the hottest thing on wheels today. Realistic two-way CB radio. We introduced our realistic CB line way back in 1960, and today we have 16 low-priced mobile and walkie-talkie models to choose from. Radio Shack also makes its own CB antennas, crystals, coax cables, and accessories. Equip your car, truck, or boat today with a realistic CB radio. Only at Radio Shack, a Tandy company. Datsun 280ZX. Very few will possess its limited number. So lavishly appointed, there are virtually no options. The 10th anniversary 280ZX is Datsun, driven to the ultimate. Hi, mateys. This is KAB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here, beaming a signal across the sea. For the men of the seagrass, 15 miles out tonight, a warm hello, and keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. Now, in the meantime, relax with me while I play this song from the Coupe de Ville's, dedicated just to you. Boy, would I like to meet her. <laughs> I saw her at a grocery store one day. Yeah? You would like to meet her. She's crazy. There's no fog bank out there. What do you know about her? She owns that lighthouse. I know that. Her son plays Little League with my kid brother. She's a mother? <laughs> I thought you were happily married. <laughs> Not that happy. <laughs> Fog bank out there. Hey. There's a fog bank out there. Alright. I'm drunk enough. Let's go back. You're listening to BK on the Air. This is Mrs. BK, and I'm not listening now because, well, I sleep in every Saturday morning. But I'll catch him later on the BK Escape Pod podcast. Now, back to that man of mine, BK on the Air. Hey, we're back. It's BK on there. Thank you, honey. I appreciate that. All right, you can kiss me from that far away, but I'll take it. Hey, from CBS News, did you know this? 
Did you know birds do it? People do it? Even dogs do it? We all sleep and dream as we slumber? This is a story I didn't get to last week, but I'll do it today. No, wait a but, minute. Is this about one of our uh, non-mammal friends? Arachnids? Yes. Them. Do, but do spiders do it? That's the question. It's a question that's keeping some scientists in Germany up all night. Something I don't know if that'd keep me up all night, but they may be creepy and crawly, but the researchers have concluded that spiders may be more like us than we think. Harry? Well, yeah, in that way, too. Some of us are like that. A new study from a team in the University of uh, uh, in Germany has found that the arachnids, especially jumping spiders, well, of course, the jump ones, can doze in a dreamlike state, complete with rapid eye movement. Yeah, all can what, we sneak up and six scare of them? them? How many eyes do spiders? Eight. Some of them have uh, all eight eyes. Many, they have eight legs, a bunch of eyes too. But can we sneak up and scare them like they do us? I don't know, but I got. <laughs> I, I have a. I have a theory though. Known as REM sleep, that's the deepest stage of sleep that helps us feel rested and stay healthy. Yes. No. It doesn't mean that you're sleeping and hearing REM in your uh, songs and your <laughs> in your dreams all the time. Scientists can't scan a spider's brain. Well, at least not yet. Sometimes we maybe we can in the future. And obviously they can't quiz them about their dreams. Hello, Mister. Uh, tarantula, what, what what do you what did you dream about last night? Did you have a dream about uh, web throwing? Oh Were you Spider Man? That I kept putting out web and it wasn't sticky Were and you, I couldn't catch. To, oh, oh my so you God, need it was you horrible. need to speak to a psychiatrist then? Okay, you have a you have a complex. <laughs> well, the next best thing to do is observe them at night. So that's what they did. So that's the conclusions that they found. I have a theory here at here at BK on the air. We actually hooked up a spider to one of those dream machines, like in the movie Dreamscape, and one of them was dreaming and. We actually was able to record the audio of the spider's dream. Hope there's no people to spoil our picnic. Oops, we forgot the salt. I'll get it. You're really going to get it, bug. Raid House and Garden kills bugs on contact. Huh? In the house and in the garden. Sounds like it's going to rain. Raid House and Garden kills bugs dead. In the house and in the garden. I mean, what else would a spider have a nightmare about if it's not raid? Raid! Come on. Let's do this right quick. Quick. Yeah, a director's it. passed away this week. I mean, and Al and I are big movie fans, and I want to mention him because he was a pretty diverse director, and I was a fan of his of his movies. Director Wolfgang Peterson died at 81. I think it was yesterday or day before yesterday. I can't remember, but today's Saturday. Uh, here's some of his here's some of his movie portfolios, and I and I did some of them, and I didn't put in all the foreign films he did because I'm not that familiar with them, but some of the American films when he broke into Hollywood uh, are as follows: 1981, Das Boot. The submarine picture, mm-hmm. great movie by the way. If you've never seen Das Boot, I mean, it's tried been remade into other kind of movies that, that it was um, that it was uh, influenced by. Uh, I think the other submarine movie that comes to mind was the Robert Weiss movie Run Silent Run, Run Deep. Was another Run really Deep. great one from the from the fifties, I think. Nineteen eighty four, The Never Ending Story. He directed that as well. <laughs> His big break. I think that was the breakout movie in America that he did. Many people have fond and horrible memories of that movie, including Atreyu losing his horse yeah. in the quicksand. Did like, that what? traumatize you when you were younger? In eighty four, I was a senior in high school, so it didn't really bother me too much. I, don't I was think. thirteen. I was like, uh, what? 1985, Lou Gossett Jr. and Dennis Quaid, the alien uh, get-along movie, Enemy Mine. Enemy Mine. What which was a great, great movie. Till Still holds up to this day. If you haven't seen Enemy Mine, check it out. It's a great so movie. Uh, Should have won an Academy Award, I thought. 1991, Shattered. That's the one movie that I'm not familiar with. I haven't seen that. I need to watch that. The Clint Eastwood film, In the Line of Fire. He directed that in 1993. 
uh, the out the, the virus movie Outbreak in 1995. I think wasn't Dustin Hoffman in that. Yeah, yeah, that one was okay. I had a problem with the screenplay on that movie. And I think the I didn't think it had, had the direction was fine as we do a lot of movies. The screenplay is bad and the direction's good. Uh, 1997, which may actually <laughs> I hate to say this because like you like this movie better than Das Boot. Yeah, I do because I just liked it. I think my favorite. Uh, Wolfgang Peterson movie is 1997's Air Force One with Harrison Ford. There's just something about that movie which is so incredibly well done and entertaining. Great Jerry Goldsmith soundtrack. It, it came together. Gary Oldman as the bad guy. What a great uh, cast and combination you have with that film. For me, it was the last of the, quote, die hard on a blank. And it worked. And it worked. I thought it wasn't it was a ripoff. It was to me, diehard quality. I mean, it was, it was great. really, really good. very memorable. Uh, Two thousand, the perfect storm. The guys about the fisherman on the boat, and Which it's hard, crazy. hard to watch that movie because it's a true story. And when you see the end of when they finally, right. you know, lose to the wave, <coughs> it's incredibly uh, depressing. But it's a very well done movie. The effects are great too. Uh, Two thousand four, right. Troy, the movie about uh, Alexander the Great. I think with uh, with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. I think Pitt. is in that. It was okay. It was. It, I think it was another one suffered that it, suffered from writing. It was a I think. little overindulgent, I think, and that's. It but it looked fantastic. Way. It was one of those. Yeah. Well and I know movies. a lot of people loved it. Um, that the, the funny part, like I love the fact because you see this happen a lot in a movie, and I right. love when they completely mess with your sensibility. Right? You think there's going to be this massive fight between two people, and they bring uh, Brad Pitt's character out <laughs> right. there, uh, and right. he just comes up and goes, "Oh, okay." Hops up, stabs the guy, and the fight's over. It's like, wow. And the loosely based on the old movie, the Poseidon Invention movie, Poseidon in 2006, which was I think one was nominated or won Academy Award for effects, uh, which is a, a big movie as well. So Wolfgang Peterson, a very versatile director, and I was a fan of his work. Uh, I think we got time for this quiz. Let's go to MeTV and do a quiz with Alan here. This this is going to be that, did this happen in the 60s or the 70s? So much of everything changed in the 60s and 70s. Pop culture, politics, food, and fashion were constantly evolving. It was a fascinating time to be alive. So let's find out if Alan can figure out whether these things happened in the 60s or the 70s. Number one. The Postal Service introduces five-digit zip codes. Was that in the 60s or the 70s, Alan? That I think it was that. the 70s, wasn't it? 70s. That is wrong. They were first used in 1963, uh, so we're off to a I'm, running I'm start I'm up to here. get a here perfect go. score here. Which well, one way or the other, get perfect. one right. Number two, the first video cassette recorder is available to consumers. Was that in the 60s See, or the 70s? We got our first in the 70s, so that's the first one I remember, 70s. 70s, okay. That is correct. Sony's U-Matic came out in 1971, believe it or not, which is way long before we had one in the early 80s, or I had one. The Brady Bunch premiered on television in what era? The 1960s or the 70s? The Brady Bunch. Oh. Your, see how some of these are like, oh, that's kind of... Like, was it 69? Was it, was it December 31st at midnight on, uh, uh, in 1969? When was it? I'm going to say 60s. I think it was You're late You're going to say 60s. Okay, you would be correct. It was the Brady Bunch in the late 60s. Ooh, here's another one. I got this one wrong, by the way. Oh. Diet Pepsi is sold first in stores. 1960s or was it the 1970s? Diet Pepsi. Diet. It's got to be 70s. <clears throat> got to be 70s. That's incorrect. You got it wrong too. Diet Pepsi was available in 1964. I didn't know there was diet and I had anything no in the 60s. Idea. I know it was probably with saccharin and it tastes like crap, like a uh, tab. Remember tab? Ugh. Oh, I'd rather. I'd rather just drink uh, anything but tab. Uh, number five. Iron Eyes Cody shared, sheds tears in a public service announcement for keeping America beautiful. You remember that spot? Yes. <clears throat> but was the it in the Italian? 60s? Actor? I think he was Jewish, I think. He's I Italian. Remember. Was he Jewish or Italian? Okay. Italian. All I know is he was not 
I don't he think was he not was an American, American Indian. Indian. He was not. Uh, 70s. 70s or 60s? You say the 70s. That is correct. It first aired in 1971. Okay, you're about 50-50 here, I guess. Uh, number six. <laughs> Remember the show Sonny and Cher? Yeah. Variety Hour? You know, they were had they had six hits in the 60s. Uh, Sonny and Cher uh, get their divorce. Did they divorce in the 60s or in the 70s? Do you remember that? Sonny and Cher. My guess is the 70s. Your guess is in the 70s. You'd be right. They split in 1975, well into the 70s, and then split from the show, went off, and she did her own show called Cher, and he continued with it. Both did horribly, so they put them back on the same show as Sonny and Cher after they were divorced to bring the ratings back, and it never really came back. Because once you're divorced, that that chemistry's gone. You can't really (laughs) get that back after that happens. We're familiar with that, aren't we? You know you can't stand each other. Could you guys do a show for us? You and I are familiar with D-I-V-O-R-C-E, aren't we? (laughs) Very familiar with it. Uh, for for the for, here's the next question. For the first time, stamps cost a dime, as the letter package rate is hiked from eight cents to ten cents. Was that 60s. the sixties or seventies? You're going to go sixties. Incorrect. Nineteen seventy four is when that happened. That's well up into the seventies. Wow. It's going to tally up your score here at the end. That's okay. Yeah, it's going to be. Uh, so number eight. Here's a rock and roll album. One question for you. Led Zeppelin drops its debut album. Its first album. Sixties. You say that's the 60s, Led Zeppelin. Correct. Came out in 1969. That was one I was kind of uh, wishy-washy on. I'm like, was it 70 when they came out? I don't remember that one. Number nine, another movie question. 2001 A Space Odyssey hits and releases in theaters either in the 60s or the 70s. When did the, when did the 2001 by Stanley Kubrick come out? 60s. 60s. Yeah, you're right. It came out in 68. Mm-hmm. Uh Let's see how many of them are there. We're we recently running out had of time. Fifty-year anniversary. Number ten. The first ever UPC barcode is scanned in a grocery store in Ohio on a pack of juicy fruit gum. Was that in the sixties or 70s. the seventies? You say it's the seventies. You're correct. It didn't even give the date. It just says yes to the seventies. Uh, here's a sports question. Let's see if you get this one. The Seattle Seahawks and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers joined the NFL. Was that the sixties or the seventies when they joined 60s. the NFL? Sixties. And you're incorrect. That was 1976 when they wow. did that. That okay. was. Uh, Way into the 70s. And for They've the first forever, number though. 12, for the first time, all three broadcast networks finally air a primetime schedule, a full schedule in color. Their full schedule, oh. no black and white shows at all. Was that in the 60s 70s. or the 70s? 70s. You're incorrect. The 66 67 season was the first all color primetime. Wow, that old. Was in the 60s, yep. And number 13, McDonald's debuts the Big Mac. Was that in the 60s and the 70s? 1969. 68 is what it says on here, but oh, I guess it was 68. I thought it was 69. You are correct. On, hey, you got the question right. Who cares? Number 14, Ford debuts its small car called the Pinto. Was that the 60s or the 70s? This is the last like question. The last question. Feels like it's the 70s. And you'd feel right. It's 71. <laughs> 1971. All right, it tallied up your score. Let's see what Alan got. You got 9 out of 14. Looks like you failed to get double digits correct. That's okay. Not everyone will remember these things. You had to be there, you know. Being younger younger has its perks, too, it says. Yeah. So there you go. You're See, a little I bit younger. So. I didn't live in the 60s. You, um, at all. And I don't you didn't remember live at all. much of the 70s. That's right. I lived only three years in the 60s. I was born <laughs> only in the three. 70s. Yeah, born in uh, born in the '60s, grew up in the '70s, and graduated high school in the early '80s. That's me. You were just about four years later than yeah. that. Yeah, because I graduated in the '80s, but late '80s. We we joked if if I'd have, if I'd have saw you while I was in high school, and I had to pick you up for a movie. I'd have to drive you <laughs> all four years of high school. <laughs> <laughs> I was so happy. I never had a car in high school. Never. I didn't get my car until really? I got out of 
uh, I Bob drives a drive senior. My senior year. But was it your truly your car? No, it was the starter car oh, my dad okay. bought that got handed down to all my other brothers. But it wasn't your car. I didn't, yeah, I didn't get my. Now I was driving while I was in high no, school. They still thought it was Heck me up. to go send to the store. I was, I was driving in junior high school and I shouldn't have. I drove so long without driver's license. <laughs> I drove. You probably all over had the place. a beard at twelve. If only I could have been caught that would have been terrible uh yeah i had my own car after high school speak on the air catch me on the podcast it's began there had a great time everybody say you wake up in the middle of the night you got an idea that's out of sight so you jump out of bed look around your room you gotta write it down and send it to zoom or say you've just seen something on this show or someone cool just gotta know write it on Include a stump so we can drop you a card. Then dip your note in a bucket of lard. Joe doesn't know what he's talking about. You put it in the envelope without a doubt. Then take your typewriter, pencil, or pen. And if you make a mistake, you gotta do it again. Write Zoom, C-O-O-M, Boston, Mass, O.